done great things, for He has done great things, and He has done great things, bless His holy, His holy
played a drum. She has an infection that she's dealing with. And uh, also, just continue to remember her and the family as well. Um, just uh, also remember uh, Joey Mail. Uh, he has a surgery on Friday. So uh, if we could, uh, just if I could have uh, Brother Ethan come and take these requests. Uh, if you would just stand with me again. And as he comes, let's sing that song, um, I'm the God. I am the God that healeth me. Just sing that again. I am the God that He loved
We're glad to have you this evening here in the house of the Lord. Uh, we're going to speed it up just a little bit here, and I also have a special from Dad as well. So let's put it in the key of G. And is this mic working? Does it work? Okay. We're going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, let's sing that song, uh, Hold to God's Unchanging Hand. Time is filled with swift transitions.
sure is good to be in church this evening. I have looked forward to this day for for a while, and uh, I'm on kind of a crazy rotation right now, but I know the Lord's got that all in control, and uh, I'm just certainly thrilled to be here. I may not be here on every Sunday or service, but I'm, I'm here in spirit with you, and I uh, try to stream every chance I get, and I just I just so appreciate the way the Lord has been speaking to us, or at least He's been speaking to me. I don't know about you, but you know, there's one thing that we should be so thankful of that that we got that that the rest of the world does not have. As if you hold to God's unchanging hand, you've you've got an absolute. You have absolutely nothing to worry about. And there's one thing that I have certainly learned that I know that I'll testify to my dying days is that God is real. And there is nothing that could ever change the way that I feel about that. You may say, how do you know He's real? How's this message real? Because I know the person I was before He changed me. And it could only take a supernatural of the real God. Help me sing this old song. There are some things I may not know There are some places I cannot go But this one thing That I am sure of That God is real For I can feel Him deep within Oh, yes, God is real He's real in my soul Doubt. And 
those folks may scorn. They all can desert and leave me all alone. How many of you feel like that? But as for me, hallelujah, I'll take God's great
Thank you for that. If you would just stand with me and uh, we'll go ahead and change it up again here as Brother Barry comes this evening. Let's sing that song, um, I Just Want to Be Where You Are. Oh, I just want to be where you are, just dwelling daily in your presence, and I don't want to worship seated tonight. Welcome to the house of the Lord. It's good to have all of you with us tonight and may the Lord richly bless you and 
Appreciate you all coming out tonight on this Wednesday night. And uh, we know it's a busy time, but we appreciate you taking the opportunity to come and just to refresh yourselves in this uh, wonderful presence that we have tonight. Um, just a couple of quick things here, and I'd like to sing another little chorus. He is good, and uh, we are glad tonight to have Brother John with us tonight. Good to see you, and God bless you. We miss you when you're not here. How many appreciate Brother John's playing? And uh, we appreciate all of our musicians, but we appreciate what each one adds, and uh, we miss you, Brother John, when you're not here. June 19th is a mark the day date. June 19th. So mark the day. We'll let you know some details as we come along here. I was going to show you some pictures tonight, but uh, I'm just going to wait until uh, maybe on the weekend. But our first shipment of books made it into Columbia. And after a long period of time uh, being held up in port there, uh, books finally came. And the believers were so excited. They were extremely tied down because of the uh, virus conditions in that country, and everything was re- has really, really been slow and really tied down. And so uh, the books had arrived, and they were in storage, and we couldn't get at them. But they arrived, and they were so happy to see the uh, materials coming in in their language there. And uh, at the same time, books came in to Honduras for the second time, which they were very excited about. And um, there was a bunch of other developments today, and so uh, we're just excited about all of those things, and believers are so happy to be able to uh, get their Bibles and and get their um, materials in their language. They're just pretty excited about all of that. We are glad tonight to have Brother Dennis McBride uh, to minister for us. Now, some of you old-timers might remember Brother Dennis, and he was here many, many years ago and uh, ministered for us, and so he's going to be here tonight, and I I know you'll enjoy Brother Dennis. He's a person who's in uh, great demand and uh, travels around and ministers quite a bit, and we're glad to have him uh, with us tonight. And I'll tell you something about Brother Dennis, and this is one of the reasons why I like I've always liked Brother Dennis, and uh, he he actually comes from Anderson, South Carolina, or from from Columbia, South Carolina, and in Brother Anderson's church, right? And it's the same church where Brother Diggs uh, attends, and a bunch of ministers actually came out of that church, out of uh, Brother Anderson's ministry there. And uh, I remember when we had the first men's meeting here in Virginia, or this is not Virginia, uh, North Carolina. We had the very first men's meeting. It was called The Next Step. Some of you older guys might have been here. And we opened it up to about 100 ministers, young men, and uh, we had it here on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Brother Diggs and Brother McBride came. And I remember meeting them then for the first time. And this was this was this would have been back around 2006, somewhere back around then, 2006, 2007. And I remember, uh, you know, those those two guys were evangelists, or still evangelizing, and yet they were they were interested in what they could hear and learn from seasoned ministers. And we had a, a lineup of seasoned ministers who were here, and they were very interested in in uh, growing and and learning all they could. And I thought that's that's a great attitude for an evangelist to have. Uh, to want to be able to grow and not just go everywhere and be the preacher, but to sit and listen and learn. Uh, I, I'll tell you, when I, when I see that in an evangelist, that's an evangelist worth supporting. 
and I appreciate that very much, and I always have appreciated that about Brother Dennis. So uh, we're going to turn it over to him this evening here, so you make him feel welcome, and uh, just hold on to that spirit, that, that atmosphere that we've created here tonight, and uh, we'll just see what God has for us. Uh, again, the advantage is he doesn't have a clue about where you are, what you're going through, and what you may have been burdened about this week, what problems you're dealing with. He doesn't have any idea. You don't know anything about his either. And so, therefore, the Holy Spirit has a great opportunity to work. So since you're half of the gift, go ahead and put your half in motion and operate that gift this evening and see what God will say to you. All right? And if you believe that God can speak to you through the word, then you will not go away empty today. I believe that. Let's stand to our feet. Let's sing that little chorus, He is Good, and we'll invite Brother Dennis to come uh, this evening here. He is good. He is good. His love endures forever. to know and believe that now that he truly is good. Amen. He's beyond good. Amen. <clears throat> He's beyond any word that I could use to try to describe him. Amen. And I'm speaking by my own experience as far as what he's been to me in my life. He's been more than a father. Amen. He's been just everything. Amen. So by the grace of God, we're here. Uh, I was a little tardy. <clears throat> I underestimated the time. <clears throat> it's been it's been a, a long time since I've been in these parts. And I was as I was driving here, I was like, man, Brother Bear's church must have moved. <laughs> I said it had to move. I don't remember <laughs> being this far out. But uh and then we came in contact with an accident too. 
but nonetheless, though, we're here. So we thank God for that. Uh, my family, they are at home uh, for the most part, unless it's an extended weekend of some sort. Um, I tend to travel alone. And the purpose for that is just to gather my thoughts. Um, sometimes with my family and my kids, I got five kids. So if my family comes with me and all of the chattering and, and everything that goes on, I, <laughs> it's kind of hard for me just to get settled. But nonetheless, they're doing well. My wife, LaShawn McBride, we've been married now for 25 years. And, uh, and that doesn't sound right. <laughs> It doesn't sound like 25 years and Dennis McBride goes together. Amen. I mean, I'm, I'm 45 now, and that doesn't sound right to me either. Uh, but I, I'm getting older. The years are catching up with me, and uh, time is just moving on. Um, my five kids, I have my daughter, Anna. She's 13. And I have my son, Jonah. He's 15. And I have David. He's 17. I have Benjamin, he's 19, and then my oldest son, Dennis III, he's 23 now. And so uh, they've all given me a good lesson in life in many different ways, you know. So I thank God for my family. and uh, So they're attending our home church tonight by the grace of God. I thank Brother Barry again for the invitation. Um, it's, it's been a while. The exact number of years, I don't know, but it's, it's been quite some time. To scan the, the group tonight, it's, I don't know if I recognize any face outside of Brother Mike and his wife. Um, but it's good to be here, and it's good to see each one of you by the grace of God. <clears throat> I don't want to keep you standing long. I know it's a Wednesday night. So let's turn in our Bibles, if we will, to... Uh, Matthew, no, I'm sorry, not Matthew. Let's go to, uh, yeah, Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to start with verse 7. Matthew 6, and we're going to start at verse 7. It says, But when ye pray, <clears throat> but when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. It says, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. It says, After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And for a second reading, let's go to James chapter 4.
James chapter 4, and we want to start with verse 13. James 4 and 13, it says, Go to now ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. It says, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. It says, For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Let us bow together. Heavenly Father, we, I just want to say thank you again, Lord, for safe travels. Father, thank you for bringing each one of us here this evening by your grace. We thank you for everything that you do in our lives, Lord, and everything that you're currently doing, Lord, and everything that you will do. This is your time right now, Father God, and we invite you to come in and help us, Lord. Your people, Father, you know each one of them, Lord. You know what their needs are. And we just look to you right now. I look to you, Lord. We're nothing without you, Father God. The ministry is nothing without you. It's your ministry. It's not ours. So we just pray, Lord, that you would be able to have your way. We ask that you would forgive us of our sins and our iniquities, Lord God. If there be anything that the enemy has placed within our lives, Lord, to be a hindrance, Father, we pray that you would help us in those areas. And we know that you are already. But help us to be humble in heart, Father God, and to yield ourselves to you more, Lord God, and allow you to walk through our lives. Lord, to heal us of all these different things, Lord. That's what you come to do, Father. That's what you're here for tonight is to bring forth additional healing in our bodies, Lord. Healings throughout our whole being, Father God. So, Lord, please let your will be done tonight, Father, by your grace. In Jesus Christ's holy and precious name, we ask these things. Amen. Amen. God bless you, saints. You may be seated. start off by just reading to you two additional things here, short quotations that we'll just touch upon as we go into the service tonight. This first one is from Speak to This Mountain. The prophet, he's saying here, it's a prayer. He's saying, Oh Lord, he says, send your power. He says, send it upon us, Lord. He says, not for our will, he says, but for the glory of God. And what touched me about that particular prayer, a portion of prayer, is just how mindful God was, um, how mindful Brother Branham was of desiring the Lord's will. That was a foremost thing that was always on his mind and in his heart. He didn't want to do anything that was outside of that. And, and being human, 
Uh, every day that we wake up, we, we try to go about things the best way that we can. But um, the Lord only knows what's best for us. Amen. And he had come to a place in his life where he knew that God's will was the most important thing. It wasn't about what he wanted or what he desired to do or how he thought about things. He knew everything was wrapped up into the mind of God. And then him being able by the grace of God to receive that mind, for God to be able to come and just flow through him to carry out whatever his desire is. And so I see how he just paused and just was like, Lord, not for our will, Lord, but for, but for your glory. And how many realize God needs that? In order for him to work effectively within our lives, he needs for each one of us to always be in that place. <clears throat> the second quotation I want to read to you tonight is from a prisoner. And he says, now, God, take us. He says, will you? And I I love how this is worded. He says, take us, will you? He says, take our hearts and our will in your hands. He says, and let us become prisoners tonight to the word and to Christ. So by the grace of God tonight, saints, I just want to try to touch upon that subject of the Lord's will. Amen. The Lord's will. For each one of us, we've had our journey in life. You know, right now you have young in here, you have middle age, you have older. Right. And in natural age, you have young, middle age and older. And also, spiritually speaking, you have different levels in which people have have come to. You know, but I believe it is safe to say that all of us are still growing. Right. I don't have it all together. I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. The Lord has helped me to see a lot as far as by revelation. But I I still I, I feel very sincerely, saints, I feel like a child. I've been in the ministry now for a little more than 20 years. And even now, I don't feel like I know anything. Whenever I approach any subject or whatever, I I, I sincerely approach it like, Lord, help me to understand. Because whatever it is I think I see, God is able to show so much more than that. And for for my own good as a minister, it's good for me to remain in that place. I don't want to be overly confident. I don't want to have no confidence in myself. And I don't want to have a false humility either. Real humility, saints, it has to come through God, meaning God, God, through his dealings with us, he helps us to see how need, how needy we are of, well, for him in every aspect of our lives. There's nothing we can do on our own. We can't wake up on our own. We can't think on our If God didn't give us the ability to be able to think, we couldn't think. We couldn't comprehend nothing. Isn't that right? And, 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 and being able to see him as being that type of a source for our whole being, that's to me what brings about true humility. Because you realize, Lord, I can truly do nothing without you. 
And as a minister, I realize, and, and, and I want to say this, is it's very important for a minister to understand that and to see that. Because as soon as I get to a place to where I feel like I'm a good minister, I want my way down and out. Because it's not me for anything that has been said at any time over the years that's been meaningful or worthwhile or that has brought about any sort of a change in anybody's life is because of him. He did that. He only used the voice and the vessel. But there is nothing that I can take credit for at all. And the Bible says that God has said it in that way that no flesh shall be able to glory in his sight. And in order for us to be able to climb into these places that God, by his grace, through his message, has told us about, these things are very essential. Right now, we all know that we're at the end time. We've said it for a long time, but we're at the the tip (laughs) of the end time right now. And the Lord used our brother Barry to kind of highlight some of the current events. That's that's taking place all around us. You know, that points to that time. And even here recently, I I don't know why I'm I'm I'm, I'm not a night person. I go to sleep fairly early. I, I like to crawl in bed, even if I just lay there. I just want to be in bed. But my wife is a night owl. She she sometimes she's up when I get up to go to work. I don't know how you do it. When we first got married, I'll share this with you. When we first got married and she saw how early I went to bed and how late she stayed up, she used to get upset with me because <laughs> I fall asleep on her <laughs> and don't realize it. But I say that to say this. It's been some times here lately that I've been finding myself waking up like 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. And at, at, at those times, it's not that I hear a direct instruction or anything like that. I'm just up and when I'm up like that, I'm like, Lord, okay, what's going on? Am I supposed to pray? Is it something you want to show me or, or am I just up? I don't want to spiritualize everything. I'm, am I, do I need to get some water? So I, I don't know. But in this particular, last week, one day in last week, I got up and I started kind of scanning through some of the articles and I came across some very interesting articles concerning Russia. And the activity that's going on in that area where uh, it looks uh, as though the United States may need to step in. And it was talking about the tension that, that, that it's creating. And, and it, it started listing out things that's been building up to this climax that we're seeing taking place at this time. And the very wording of the reporters was directly in line with what the prophet actually said in the message as it relates to Russia and what it is that we should be expecting. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And on another note, there was another article that spoke about above the, or rather from the Pentagon, they were saying that they were seeing these UFOs. And the very picture that I saw, it looked like, like little spots of fire that was in the sky. And they started talking about how, you know, according to how they're able to track things and measure things and see what things are, it exceeds all of that. The, 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 uh, 
what it's able to do, it, it blows their minds. It, their instruments can't can't properly say what's going on. It, it's, it's unexplainable. But then when you come back to the message, and I share these same things with my kids so that they can understand or begin to see by the grace of God what's going on, how close we really are. Because our prophet told us those very same things, even speaking of the Pentagon in there and showing us how it was angels investigating angels. So all these things come into a head. But what is God doing among us? There's many things that could be spoken on that's very relevant to the time. But this particular thing right here, to me, is very important. As we all grew up in life, we came from different walks of life. Grew up in different households, different neighborhoods. And years ago, years ago, um, I, I ministered on a particular subject called the unchanging God in a world of change. And as we grew up, right, our environments and our households, because I don't know about you, but I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I grew up in a home that was quite worldly. I grew up in a drug-infested home. And it's only by the grace of God that I am who I am today. But as we all came up, our environments, it began to mold and shape our perspectives of life. Isn't that right? Until God came by his grace and began to straighten each one of us out, we all had views and perspectives that to us was right. We, had, we all had ways that we went, we, we, we went about leading or, or rather walking in life. And, and the world teaches you to go after everything that you want. Whatever you desire, however you desire to be and whatever you want to be in life, you go after that and you drive after that and let nobody stop you. And then we come, by the grace of God, I'm going to say it in this way, then we begin to be drawn by God to himself. And to a world that's quite different. And we begin to see and learn by the grace of God that all those things that we've been taught all those th- all, all this time has been wrong. Now, now, now there's a battle between how you are, because watch, until the nature change comes to our young adults, until that nature change, until that heart is really changed and God comes down and your heart becomes his control tower, His will is really not that important. I got a 13-year-old to a 23-year-old now. And the Lord has to help me constantly. He has to bring me into his view of things. Especially as a parent, we need his wisdom. I don't want my children to be misled. And I know that I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I, 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 I don't know enough. I haven't been around long enough to be able to properly lead my children like they need. I need to be led and I need for that leading to come down into my child's heart. The same one that's leading me. I need for him, Lord, lead my children. 
I can speak whatever you give me in my heart to speak, Lord. But how many realize just because you say something, that's not what brings about change. As parents, we give constant instruction. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and when we say it, we expect for it to be done like the next minute. Now, I told you this yesterday. Why you ain't doing it today? <laughs> But that's not what does it. God has to come down and work with that heart and change that mindset. Because we can, we, we can be as loving and as caring and as careful in our words as we want. But unless he comes. Same thing for a church. The powerful ministry that God gave our prophet. And yet the things that he repeatedly, by the leading of the Holy Ghost, made mention of and worked with the hearts of the people on. And he says, I come back after a period of time and it's worse than it was before. How? And that was God speaking through his lips. So when we first come to God, as he leads us. It's a great battle. It's a great conflict within ourselves. Amen. And now, now, now we're beginning to gain, to gain views and glimpses of the mind of God and how things are supposed to be. So we come to church and we hear the word of God spoken. And because the seed of God is there, there, there is a desire within us to be all that God, that we hear God say that he wants us to be. It's not everyone, nobody in here wants to be bad. And to be quite honest, saints, there are a lot of people that are outside of these walls that are maybe caught up in the different religions and whatever. As Brother Branham talked about, they're, they're, not want, they're not wanting to be bad people. It's only by the grace of God that God has opened up our eyes and our ears. To be able to hear him and to be able to gather under the umbrella of his word like we are tonight. And how, how the enemy wants us to take it for granted as far as what we really have. Especially at this time. He don't want us to get settled, to get locked in, to become more consecrated. Because the more consecrated we become, the more yielded we become to God. The more clear the communication, amen, the easier it is for him to flow and do within us whatever he desires. I can't tell you what God want to do through me tomorrow. I even know what I was supposed to preach tonight. <laughs> I'm driving up here and I'm like, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I come in contact with the accident. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to be late. It's like, Lord, have mercy. help me to stay calm. <laughs> Because the enemy, I realize, and I, I, I'll say this, saints, is I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but Satan watches us. He knows, he knew every one of us was getting ready to come to service. And it's little things that he tried to pull and do within each one of our paths and even within our minds and maybe even right now in service. He might be trying to pull upon the thoughts of somebody to get them distracted. It's a constant battle. By the grace of God, I'm here. And as I was coming here over these two hours, I was just, Lord, have mercy on me. What would you have for me to speak, Lord? These are your people. 
And this particular subject began to just kind of weigh a little more and more and more and more. And that's, I said, well, Lord, I'll just go this way. But as we walked up through life and are still coming up through life, God's will was not the thing that we just most desired all the time. I don't know about you, but I've made many mistakes. In trying to find the will of God, we stumble many times. Isn't that right? Everybody would love to just really believe that every action and every word and every desire is just him. But it's not. And what I find is God, he's not very interested in coming to me ahead of time and giving me the whole rundown of my whole next week or next month or next year. You see it when you walk into it. Amen. But that desire is always there. As, as I was saying, that, 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 that that's, that's just a quality of that germ, that seed of God. That desire is a part of who you are. It desires his will. So when Jesus was teaching the disciples to pray, look at what his choice words were. Look, 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 look at the very thing he desired to impress upon them, to lead them with. In respect to prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He said, pray after this manner. As a young person, trying to find your way in life, I'm dealing with it right now. My sons have ambitions. They have desires, none of which is bad. But as a father, having come the way that I've come, I have to try to put them in the mindset that, look, I understand that. I understand all of that and go after that. But above all of that, let's turn with me, saints, to Proverbs chapter three. Above all of that, please begin to keep this in mind. And I know that some of my kids right now don't have the Holy Ghost. So they're hearing daddy say that. They can see daddy read it out of the Bible, but something yet has to strike to make it important to them, to make it a value. God's will has to be of great value to us. The prophet's sitting there praying and he's saying, Lord, not our will, but for your glory. He was standing there helpless many times. And he says to, to, the, to the congregation, you know what I'm waiting for. He said, I don't know if he will come or not. He's sovereign. He does what he wills. We desire many times to be in his will. But the truth of the matter is, says, all we can do is just wait. As long as I'm more, this is my, the thing that, 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 that I, I, I'm comforted by. As the Lord taught us through the message, as long as your motive and your objective is right, you don't have, you're not locked into a selfish motive. You must have it this way or you'll die. <laughs> but you're in a place where, Lord, I desire this, 
But now let's go to Proverbs 3 because it ties it in perfectly. It says, trust in the Lord in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. It says, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't always precisely pinpoint when I'm leaning to my own understanding. Can you? Like, you don't have to answer. I'm just food for thought. <laughs> Do, can, can you accurately tell when you're leaning upon your own understanding? I don't know about you, but it seems like whatever thoughts come to our mind, somehow we feel like that's just right. I heard from God. <laughs> and it may be God, but it may not be God. But what I found in my life is whatever is God, it'll show itself. It'll unfold and show itself and God will confirm it and put his stamp on it. And I look back in retro. He points me back in retrospect in many times and shows me, okay, this is where I was. But he also points me back to times in which it wasn't him. But it was good for me to go through those times so I can learn to not depend on myself. Brother Branham thought he was a good hunter and all that stuff. And he got out there in the wintertime and got lost. He thought for sure he was going in the right way. I'm a guy. I've got this. I've been out here many times. I know where I'm at. I know how to get back. He kept repeating that to himself. But all along on the inside, he was realizing more and more, man, I'm. I ain't quite as good as I thought I was. And through that experience, it brought him to a confession, Lord. I'm not a good guy. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what to do. I need your help. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, he would have went in the wrong direction and his family probably would have perished. But as God does with every one of us, he came down to that critical moment and he touched this prophet. And he helped this prophet to grab that line and to go in the right direction. Where would we be tonight had God not continually, even up until today, he continually does that for us by his grace. I hope I'm not scaring you by, I get excited sometimes. So. <laughs> Leading a family. Leading a church is a great responsibility. I know I'm not able to do the job sufficiently at all. I need God. We need God. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. He says, in all thy ways. How many? In all thy ways, he said, acknowledge him. He said he'll direct our paths. I thank God for helping us like he has, saints. Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew 26. Within our lives, there are many things that we must go through that we don't desire to go through. 
Anything that seems to present or rather to bring about a feeling of fear, of uncertainty, things of that nature. I don't know about you, but I try to avoid those things as much as I can. But how many realize that in the leading of the Lord in our lives, he'll lead us directly into those places? That's why he allows things to come upon us by surprise, unknowingly. Because if we had a choice, I would walk around every trial that he, he, he intended for me to go through. If I could see it coming, then I, oh, well, I'll just go this way right here then. <laughs> and here in the scripture that we're about to read, it says in Matthew uh, 26, verse 35, Peter said unto him, though I should die with thee, yet will I, den- will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all, all, all the disciples, then come of Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and saith unto his disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed. Notice this, saints. We understand this. We've been taught this very well by the grace of God, by the Spirit of God. He was fully God. Isn't that right? But he was also a man. And here he is falling on his face and prayed, saying, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Knowing what the word said about him, knowing what his purpose was. Yet when he came to this crucial hour, look at how it made him respond. Our Lord, Jesus Christ. The difficulty of what it was he had to face. It made him make that request. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. What does that word cup mean? That means a divine lot, whether favorable or unfavorable. There's not a hard trial that I freely just embraced and say, oh, let that. That that wasn't the thought. When you feel when you feel the pressures and the emotions and everything that's mixed up into going through a hard trial, all you want to do is come out of it. Be free from it. Even the Lord had to check the prophet at one point. He asked him, are you wanting to go around it, go over it, avoid it? He says, no, Lord. Years ago, I was going through a string of trials, and I've been through many more, but it was in the first parts of God dealing with me, and it was so much happening back to back to back. And I was sitting on the bed with my wife, and I looked at her, and I said, honey, I just need some relief. And she looked at me. And to this day, she don't even remember it. She looked at me and she said, so do you think that it is not supposed to happen to you? And when she said that, in my heart, I knew that came from God. Because immediately it changed my mindset. 
It comforted me, but it didn't remove me out of the, the situations. Remember that, that little chick, he got to pip his way out. Huh? It would be much easier if somebody come and help him out and open up the shell for him. But it will it, it, deprive him of strength-giving experiences. How many realize that every trial that we've gone through, as the Bible says, it's been more precious to us than gold? Even though we want to go around and come out of it, let it be cut short. Yet God is working for working within us something far greater and far more valuable. If he gave in our requests, you wouldn't be the people that you are tonight. There's qualities, ingredients, and things that God gives birth to in the midst of our troubles. And he's teaching us, he's child training us to come to that that very important point that we now, we don't want our own way. Lord, you're used to going about and doing whatever it is you want to do and not giving a thought to God, not acknowledging him before all your ways. And he works with us through those trials and he teaches us and he instructs us and he deals with us. And all that time, saints, we're becoming lower, 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 more and more insufficient within our own sight. We have less and less and less ability. We realize, Lord, I can't do nothing. Then you realize it's not even worth waking up unless the Lord is able to have his way. Now your prayers change and say, Lord, when you wake up now, Lord, let your will be done. Lord, have your way. Where would you have for me to go, Lord? What would you have for me to do? That's a sweet place. And that's a needful place at the end time. How else are we going to make it out of here, saints? What's going to put the job over? All of us are in different places. Everybody has different issues that they're going through. Spiritual issues, natural issues, every one of us. And all of it has been designed by God. We hear, oh, the rapture could happen tomorrow. And for some, it puts a little little concern. It gets nudged in the heart. Lord, I'm not ready yet. God knows where we are. And he's able to perform in us what's lacking. That's a whole nother subject. I'm getting ready to try to wind this down. We see something expressed through Cain. There was an inability. Y'all heard that right? Not an ability, but an inability. To humble himself to the will of God that was made plain. He offered up his offering. Abel offered his. Abel's was accepted by faith. Cain wasn't. So God, being gracious, he came to him and he says, I see that you're upset about what happened. 
Now, I'm not, I can't change my mind about what my will is. But I'm just going to take the time to point you in the right direction according to what you've seen. And if you do like that, yours will be accepted also. And Cain could not. Based off of who he was. And I want to be careful in how I say that. Because you could have a true seed of God that just might be in a place where they're wrestling with certain things. So in light of what I'm saying, just don't take that to heart and let the devil play with your mind and try to make you feel like you're not God's child. I'm just pointing out something for clarity's sake. Cain could not. Listen, neither did he have a desire to. Humble himself. To the word of God that was made plain. Now that's the characteristic of the other side. Balaam, he did the same thing. God made his will known, but that wasn't acceptable. Watch this now. Lord have mercy on us, saints. This message here is called, Does God Ever Change His Mind About His Word? He says in paragraph 160, But you see, they try to find an excuse that the Lord told me to do this. We find our, ourselves in those places sometimes, depending on how, how deeply pitted a certain desire is within our hearts. We want to make it God's will. We want to make God in line with what this is. God, God wants me to want this. <laughs> Amen. But notice how the prophet says this by the spirit of God. He says, the Lord told me to do this. He said, I don't say he didn't. But look, it ain't his perfect will. It's got to be his. It's got to be his permissive will. You see what he said? You see what it'll do? It'll pollute the whole bunch. It, it polluted all the camp. He says, notice here, God never changed his mind, his word, but he is a good God, and he'll give you the desire of your heart. Now, years ago, I came in contact with this quotation, saints, and it's been something that has scared me all of my life. Like, Lord, let me not fall into this place. But he is a good God and he'll give you the desire of your heart, though it be against his will. As with Balaam, you can desire something so much and deny the very answer God gives. Shake away from it because it's not in line with what you desire to see or hear from God. Discounted as not being God. And it's the very voice of God in humility coming according to his word. And be persistent and go after it anyway with that thought in mind that it's the Lord's will. But you plainly seen and turned it down. And Brother Brandon said, God is so good. He'll give you what you're so hard going after. Even though it be against his will. Young people, how careful must we be 
How prayerful must we be? How carefully must we walk in these places? He said, acknowledge him before all your ways and he'll direct our paths. I don't know what decisions we have going on tonight or where we are in our lives tonight, but the Lord knows. But this is a very valuable re-emphasized package (laughs) that by the grace of God we're just communicating amongst the saints tonight. Let's recalibrate ourselves if by chance we've drifted off. Come back in line and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I've gone about my life trying to live it in my own way. If I, I have not acknowledged you, Lord, to the degree that you've desired for me to, because you told me to acknowledge you before all my ways. And I find myself, Lord, letting down in my prayer life. I find myself not really giving you the time. These are the things that bring us in tune with God. I'm not exempt from that. So busy, so much going on, can feel that pulsation just the other night. I was at home. Didn't know I had to minister. But it was just in my heart a few things. I said, man, I just need to sit down at this table here. My little iPad. And I, I just need to look into some things. It was just like, like I was thirsty for water and it was a glass of water that was within that word. And I, that's how I felt. And then I, I just sat down. I got the iPad open. I got my, 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 my phone on because I, I, I look up words and, and just kind of sit there and just work with it according to how God had helped me to see something. And I just sat down and my wife told me, she said, Lowe's is calling my name. <laughs> We've been doing a lot of work around the house. And we've just been to Lowe's 100,000 times in the past week. And see, and right at that moment, she said, Lowe's is calling my name. And I looked up. I said, well, they ain't calling mine. <laughs> and she kept saying that and walking through the house. And, and I, had, I said, you know what? I'm, I, I'm not going to Lowe's. I'm sitting right here. And I'm going to yield to what I'm feeling pulsating in my heart right now. And she walked around and she was getting ready and I saw some of the kids getting ready and she kind of looked back at me at the door to look and see if I was coming. I said, I can't come. I said, I, I, I need to just sit down and study here for a while. There's something on my heart. I didn't know what it was, but I just felt the need just to sit and just to spend some quiet time there with the word. That's not always been my decision. I'm sure many times I've not yielded to the very desire of God. And that should, it hurts me and it should hurt every one of us. Just because I planned my course and my, uh, the course of my day or my week or whatever, God isn't bound to my schedule. But we're bound to his. At least we're supposed to be. But by his grace, he says, he's working with us. He sees our inadequacies, our weaknesses, our misleadings and all of that. And he allows all those things to take place because every bit of it is going to help us to see ourselves, see where we are as he highlights it, because it is hard for us to see ourselves too, right? And you let somebody on the outside of you try to tell you a little something about yourself and then the enemy comes in with pride 
and tries to blind your mind from it and get you all thrown off with the person. Now, you're missing the whole point. That was actually God maybe trying to help you to see something. But to be in that place of sensitivity, so in tune, so in line with God, that we can be more perfectly led. Can we say praise the Lord in that sense? Me coming here tonight, I desire for it to be God's will. I just didn't know. Brother Barry didn't know. We just go according as best we can. We go, we go as best we can in this way that God has been leading us. But now that I'm here, now I'm in this place, I mean, meaning here at this part of the service and whatever, more and more I'm feeling within myself, okay, Lord, I believe this was your will. Yeah. I'm getting ready to close. The rich young ruler, he recognized something. He had a need. He knew he had a need. And he approached the one that he felt could satisfy his need. We know the story. I've heard it many times over, right? So he comes, he asks, he gets the answer. He's not satisfied with the answer. It didn't quite just touch upon what he wanted. See, he wanted, he wanted it in the way that he wanted to have it. This goes for everybody. Lord, have mercy on us and help us not to be that way. Because it was made plain, but it shows that he was in relation to Cain. He didn't kill nobody, but yet that same characteristic you see just flowing, that flow of that thread just coming right from the Old Testament right into where he was. And you see his reaction. When he found out the will of God, what did he do, saints? His countenance fell. He was disappointed. Lord, I ain't come to you to tell you, for me to tell for me to hear that now. You're talking about give up my life's work. So he went on. Watch this. I'm leaving you with this, but there's other things, saints, I could touch upon. I, I, after this, I'll read one scripture, and I'm going to leave it alone. You can go back and pray over it read it and I pray the Lord continue to minister according to you know within this area as he wills God does God ever change his mind about his word he says you say well brother Branham I do so and so it don't bother me God blesses me every day I sing in the spirit I dance in the spirit he says he'll permit it go ahead that's right but what are you he said but what are you going to do I wear shorts. I do this. It don't bother me. I know my faith is in Christ, not in what I wear. But the Bible said there is something to it. See, what do you do? You will make a stumbling block like Balaam did before every one of the other women. He says, what do do you do? He says to your young girls. He says you will have a bunch of ricketters. He says that's exactly right. A bunch of little painted up Jezebel. See, but God will prosper you. Why? He blesses me. The rich young ruler, you know, when he left, he had another thought. He, I don't think he was who I thought he was. 
He's a good man. He had good works and all, you know, kind of like how they do the prophet now. You know, Christ revealing himself in these last days according to his word. But now people walking away with another thought. Why they have other desires. And what it boils down to is for those that can't come back, they were ordained to that condemnation. There are some I, I don't I don't condemn the whole bunch and all of that because I don't know what God will do. So I don't even the Lord may have it may be somebody with a little bit of an amnesia. I just want to be in a place and Lord, if you can use me to help that soul. Let me be in a mindset and have a heart. To be able to welcome them back just as much as you would. You can be prosperous. He says, why? He blesses me. I don't doubt that. He blessed Balaam too. See, certainly he will. He says, you're walking in his permissive will, not his perfect will. God doesn't change his mind because he blesses you. He blessed Israel right out, right out there for 40 years. What did they do? Married wives, raised families, kissed the children, paid their tithes, lived right out there. And God blessed them in the wilderness, fed them with the manna and on and on. He says, and every one of them perished because because they never kept his original perfect, his original will, his word. They took his permissive way. Blessed many years, just at the end, to lose it all. Why? Because of what they desired. And what it boils down to again is just they weren't elect. I'm going to leave you with this scripture, saints. So you can take it home. You can read over it, pray over it. There's two, actually. The first one is in Romans 16 and 17. He says, now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. He says, for they, now notice how he describes them now, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's now saying that who they think they serve, they don't, they don't serve him. They serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, watch, but their own belly. What does that word belly mean there, saints? By definition, it means the seat of the carnal affection used symbolically of the heart. Now, no matter who we are, we're always being led by something. But the Bible says here they don't serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, meaning they're serving the devil. By the desire he placed in their heart. And that's what they're led by from day to day. Lord have mercy. He says, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Remember Jesus told the Pharisees, you are of your father the devil and his lust. You will do. What was that Satan's desires? Second scripture, and I'm going to close off with this, Philippians 3 and 17, it says, Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which, which walk so as ye have us for an example. Paul not pointing them to a flesh man, but he knew that God was working through him. Praise the Lord. 
Follow me as I follow Christ, he says. He says in verse 18, for many walk of whom I have told you, of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. He says in verse 19, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. So you mean to tell me that a person that's constantly finding themselves walking after another will that's outside of God's will. They don't have a desire to seek God for his will. The Bible says when a person does that, they're putting their will before God and their will is being dictated by another spirit. The Bible says their will, their desires that comes from a devil becomes their God. That's hard. And again, I'm just mentioning that for clarity's sake. Whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame. Notice how he says this. Who mind earthly things. Earthly things. Things that don't necessarily pertain to God and his will and his way. How he desires for things to be carried forth and set up and and done. I believe all of us in here by God's grace is his bride or a part of his bride. Amen. But I do know for each one of us there is a there is a place that I believe that the Spirit of God is calling us to. No matter who we are in here tonight, there's not a heart in here I don't believe that God is not making this exact call to. He desires more of a walk, more of a closer walk and fellowship and union with us than we desire with him. Well, brother, I've come far enough. I've done enough. You're asking for too much. We haven't done enough. We haven't even touched, scratched the surface good. How much more does God want to do? How much, how much more closer we can be? I can stand to be a lot closer. Even tonight in ministry, I know, Lord, I'm not even, you can do so much more. Not that we're desiring to be known or anything like that, because I can care about my name being known anywhere. It's not about me. It's all about him. If he's not leading, if he's not calling, if it's not his will, why would I go? Why should I go? Why would I want to go? Let me sit still, Lord. And help me to move into that right channel. That's my place of comfort. That's all I got. The closer we get to this end, saints, that's all that we got. If you're not led by God, what do you have? He said the time will come where that bride, she won't move until she has thus saith the Lord. That's wrapped right into the plan of redemption, him desiring to have the preeminences. That means he's number one in every way. And by his grace, he's bringing us there. I feel led to stop. God bless you, saints.
Thank you for bearing with me. I pray something was said that was able to be of a help to somebody. And I'm speaking from my heart because it's just so important. My sons, they need guidance. My household, our church, we need the help of the Lord. We need it. We need it desperately. So you pray for me. And I'll be praying for you all. And I believe by God's grace we'll be all right. God bless you, saints. Let's stand together. I just want to close out in prayer with you. So it's two things I'll make mention of. I say I've been ministering for a little more than 20 years now. And I think this is the shortest sermon I ever preached. (laughs) Some places I go, they think I'm from Africa. (laughs) I said, brother, your sermons are long. You you must be from Africa. (laughs) And the second thing is kind of on the humorous side. You're the first ones in... I got out of the Marine Corps in 1998. And you're the first ones to be able to see me with no mustache or nothing on my face. <laughs> my wife laughed at me last night. Once she got a good look at me, she was like, you cut your mustache off. She said, what did you do wrong? <laughs> I did mess it up. I said, well, I, I can't fix that. <laughs> So I just shaved it off. So this is my boot camp look. <laughs> Amen. I've enjoyed my time here. In my heart, I, I feel satisfied. You know, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, help us, Lord. Every heart in here, Father God, has a desire for more of you. And Lord, that desire comes from you. And in your words, you said that it's you that works within us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. So we thank you for the desire that you've given us, Lord. That didn't come from the enemy. That came from you, Lord. Now, because your word says that you will also come and perform it, Father, may we believe and trust in that. We see within ourselves, Lord, that the job is too great. We see too much that needs work. And we can't do it. It's not given to us. We're not supposed to. It's more than what we can handle, Lord. But we're so grateful that we serve a loving and a caring Father like you are who is an almighty God. And it doesn't matter what we see with our natural sight. We're not to gauge things by that. We're to just look to you and your ability. And through prayer, offer up a prayer of faith, trusting in you to bring about within our lives, Lord, what we see we're falling short in. 
May that be the case in every heart that's here tonight, Lord. Beyond the walls of this church, as we go to our individual places, Lord, we're grateful to know that we serve a God that can go beyond these walls and travel with us and be with us and continue to minister to us, Lord, molding us and shaping us, Father, as you have always done. We pray that you would satisfy every need. And even right now, Lord God, the requests, you see the concerns, you see where everyone is, Father God. Everything is manifest in your sight. But Lord, you're here to help. You're here to heal. You're here to deliver. You're here to set free. May we just trust in you, Lord. Help our faith. May it not fail. Bless Brother Barry, Lord God. Thank you for keeping him and preserving him for all the years that you have, Father. He has to travel straight back for some distance, Lord God. May you continue to keep him and bless him and his family, Lord. Every saint that's here, Father God, just may you grant all of us traveling mercies, Lord. Until by your grace we're able to come back together again in our respective places of worship, Lord. Father, from our hearts, we say tonight, Lord, let your will be done, Father, and not ours. Thank you for all things in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask these things and we pray. God bless you, Savior.
even when it cuts across your desire and your plans. It doesn't do any good when you've got your mind already made up. But when you come humbly before God, like you were saying tonight, and just say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. And I'll tell you what, God can work with that person. Let's sing it tonight. Oh, let me walk with you. things that are happening in her life. And also, I wanted to especially underscore uh, the need for, for little Joey Mayo. And uh, he's got a growth that they want to remove. Uh, the, the, the dermatologist feels like the best thing to do would be to remove this uh, little growth that's there in the back of his ear. And uh, they had to put him out in order to do that. The reason I, I say that I really want you to remember it because we also have two parents uh, that have to let their child go into that operating theater. And I will tell you, I've done that, and I know how that feels, and that is a tough thing. And so if you don't mind uh, remembering Friday morning, I don't, we don't know how early, but uh, we're going to try to find out. Just remember uh, Brother Jonathan, Sister Leah, and... Uh, uh, it's just just a, a tough thing, and uh, we we just uh, we pray that God will uh, heal Joey and make him completely well. We know that God can do that. That's our that's our faith. That's our 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 thought tonight. But we just want to pray too that God would draw near to those parents and give them the comfort they need uh, going through that. Sing it one more time as Brother Mike comes tonight. Just let me walk with you. And don't ever, ever leave me alone. For without you,
Amen. I certainly did myself. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to come before you tonight and say thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you for answering prayer, Lord. Thank you for your love and your affection shown to us. And thank you caring enough for us, O oh God, to let us know how much you want to continue to do for us. And, Lord, how you want to lead us and guide us, O oh God, by your spirit, Lord, to know your perfect will in all things. Lord, you put us here for a purpose, O oh God, and the only way we'll be able to achieve that, O oh God, is when we come to the real understanding of what it means to follow the will of the Lord. Yes. Lord, I ask tonight that you'll help each one of us. Me, chiefly, Lord, I bring myself before you. There's decisions we have, each one of us, O oh God, as individuals for our homes, for our families, for our lives. Lord, let us be patient enough to at least bow our heads, O oh God, and humble our hearts before you long enough to say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And believe, O oh God, with that request, Lord, that you care enough that we're not going to ask that in vain, Lord. Our prayer will not go amiss, Lord, but you're actually going to give an answer to the thing in which we're desiring. And, Lord, there was a prayer request tonight, a will of God. I believe, I believe it was the will of God to bring up the words of the name of this young man, Joy Mail, Lord. Lord, I don't know him, O oh God, but his parents right now, Lord, they need your presence. They need your touch. They need your leadership, O oh God. They made the decision, O oh God, to trust their doctors, O oh God, to minister to their child. The doctors can cut, Lord, but you're the only one that can provide the healing that that child has need of. So, Lord, I'm asking that you'll touch that doctor's hand, O oh God, and be with that child during that surgery. And, God, may the favorable results be given to the parents, O oh God, that they won't regret their decision one bit. And, Lord, may you give them peace during that procedure, O oh God, Lord, that they'll be able to be at rest even during the time of the operation, O oh God. May your comfort be with them, O oh God, that they won't be afraid. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We believe we can ask these things and expect, O oh God, that you can answer them according to our request because we believe they're according to your will. We thank you tonight, Lord. Bless our brother as he travels home safely. Bless our brother, our brother, brother Barry, as he travels home tonight as well, O oh God. And each one, O oh God, as we go back to our respective places. We thank you, Lord. May we take your word and your spirit with us. Yes. We ask it in Jesus Christ's name. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Mike. Let's turn and see if you will. I cast all my cares upon you. Sing it as you go tonight. God bless you. I lay. 